A West of Ireland walk into 2023 to start the week on Culture File with the return of Jennifer Walsh, who's been discovering that not even the rural landscape is untouched by the latest shifts in tech. This is Jennifer Walsh's Things Know Things. My house in Roscommon is in the middle of nowhere up a tiny boreen bounded on one side by a stretch of land which is used for commercial forestry. For the first 10 years I lived in the house, I was surrounded by huge conifers. I liked to walk and I'd often take the track through the forest, winding my way up and down the hills, completely walled in by the trees. It was very rare I'd ever see another person. The summer before last, though, all the trees were unceremoniously cut down and amidst the shock of the devastation, the surrounding landscape was revealed. The rolling hills of the track suddenly gave stunning views of Schlieve on Eirin, Erigna and Loch Key. I was particularly delighted to be able to see Schlieve on Eirin for several reasons. The first is that it is where the Tua de Danon landed when they first came to Ireland. But more importantly to me, Schlieve on Eirin was a node in Ireland's ancient communications network. A fire could be lit at Ishnach, the mythological centre of Ireland, and seen at a variety of key locations far away, including Schlieve on Eirin. Someone standing at the top of Schlievoniran could then light their own fire, which could be seen at locations on the coast. In this way, a message could be sent from Ishnach to Nochnaray. Since the trees came down, I've been able to see Schlievoniran clearly, and each time I wonder if I'll see a beacon lit there, signalling to me, well, who knows what, that it's Bialtana? Marauders are coming, there's druidic unrest. And so I walk that track every day I'm in Roscommon, looking out for the beacon and counting the precious time I have before the next plantation rises up to block out the view again. I know how it feels to walk the land at dawn in early spring. I know how it feels to walk through mist in the depths of winter. But I also know the land is an industrial site, a factory for trees which will be felled every 20 years. And that means that, ultimately, its core identity is virtual. The land, at the end of the day, is an entry in a ledger owned by a bank who refused to sell it. Over the holiday, I was walking the deforested forest track one evening close to dusk and a car came crawling up over the rough stone of the hill. The driver stopped and we chatted for a while. I'd never met the man before, but as is so often the case in the country, we knew people in common. He told me that he'd driven up the track to muse over memories from his childhood and he shared stories from the area. And then our talk turned to AI. We discussed ChatGPT, the AI chatbot which OpenAI released late last year, a chatbot that can write essays and code, answer questions and explain concepts. We had both used ChatGPT and we talked about what it might mean for the future, 
to live and work alongside an AI like it. It might have seemed an unlikely conversation to have, gazing as we were over a beautiful rural landscape. But it seemed completely apt to me, because this is my experience of the West, a place which is mythological, ancient, seemingly eternal, but also temporary, industrial, and very much technological. Jennifer Walsh there with her latest Things Know Things. And coming up tomorrow, we'll hear about a new project about listening in the natural world called the School of Wild Listening, which has its first outing at Kirkos Unit 44 tomorrow evening. More on Culture File at 6.40.